talking about you with Esther, season eight, episode 24. Remember, we're here Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you for being here today, and I appreciate your time and look forward to sharing information, ideas, and comments. It makes us all better people. First, I want to give you my apologies for missing our last uh, three shows. I had a family emergency, uh, which took me away. So thank you for joining me back today, and we'll continue on with this week. However, this brings me to the point of actually kind of changing today's topic. We've just been talking about being surveillance targets. We're going to change it up just a little bit, but still be in the point. In other words, our topic today is hospital insurance targets. Because, yes, you can, although I was not admitted to the hospital, but a close family member was, you can still end up being a target at a hospital. And the reason why currently today I'm not using this hospital's name and location is because I don't believe it was the entire hospital, although you can look out and you could see 50% of the cars in this parking lot did a uh, work insured hackers license plates. In other words, the insured harassers that have been bullying, intimidating, going up and down streets, following for one year, no. Two years, no. Three years, no. Four years, no. Five years, no. Six years, no. But over seven years. So in that time, you would become quite familiar with a lot of their license plates. So 50% of the license plates in this hospital's parking lot were theirs. So do they have a major influence in this hospital? They may. I'm not sure. But before I speak out on them, I wanted to gather more information. But I really wanted to, to bring this home to you today because I had no idea I'd been in the hospital before, and I'd seen them. I'd seen them being employees at another location, but never to the, to, the, to the degree in which I found them inappropriate at this one. They seem to have a lot more power and influence in this particular facility, and I'm not quite sure why, and maybe in the future we'll be able to figure out. But if you've been harassed while, been in the, while you've been in the hospital, or somebody that you're close to has, please send me the, a message on hashtag Estra's Radio Show. You can do that on Twitter. I'm also on Instagram under talk, or Estra's TV and talking about you and Facebook. Because it is very important. When you go to the hospital, that's the time when you're there to recover, to get the care you need and then get the heck out, right? Because it's just, just not the place most people care to spend much of their time. And so when you go in, that's exactly what you want to do. So I'm going to just go ahead and give you a few points now of some of the strange behavior that took place while at this facility. And, again, I'm not going to mention it for the, the main reason I don't really know if upper management is really part of this or they've got employees that are in this facility that are causing a lot of this craziness. And a lot of times these insured hackers, harassers, bullies, they do work in more than one place. I've seen them in restaurants. I've seen them at hotels. I mean, one of the hotels I had to threaten and say, if I am harassed 
in any way on this night, I'm just going to blow everything up, not literally blow everything up, like on the Internet, blow things up so people understand what is really going on. So, And that's even a whole other story. In fact, if you go out to estherseattle.com and you look up the hotels, you will find that article describing what happened uh, several years ago with that hotel. All right, so one of the things that got me was they told us that there were no rooms available in the hospital. And I thought, that was strange, no rooms in the hospital. So we ended up staying like six hours just in the emergency waiting for a room. And then when the room actually did open up, to my surprise, who was the roommate? One of the insured hackers that had followed us, for me in particular, for over three years. Why was that person in the bed? Was this a joke? What was really going on here? Why was she in the other side? All right, so that really took me back just from the start. Why is there an insured harasser in the bed next door? You know, and first of all, why didn't we just even have, with the condition of my family member, a room that was private where they could get some rest and peace? Didn't make any sense. Why would they put someone that's really they're concerned about in the same room? I, I didn't quite understand, especially an insured harasser. Okay. So really, why were they there? And my question to the hospital would be, who was responsible for placing my relative in a room with an insured harasser? What was the goal? And it was really strange. There was hardly any rooms. These were really small rooms, and there were four people actually sharing a single bathroom. Would you really want four or six people sharing the same bathroom? I don't know about that. I, I just don't get that. But... I've never experienced anything like this in any of the other hospitals I've been in. Usually there's no one in the room we've ever been in. Uh, And that's okay if you have to share. I don't have a problem with sharing, but it should be done in an appropriate way, and there should be protocols that actually work where you have people who either are in similar conditions or people who need quietness and then people who, you know, need constant care. I mean, this this is just the first person that they had put in. So to me, that was really a, a problem. It's a problem when you have insured hackers also working in hospitals. I mean, wouldn't you be a little bit worried? You have an insured harasser who is also an employee, and they're checking on you. Now, one of the previous hospitals where I did see this, these insured harassers as employees seemed to be uh, pulled in. The reins were a bit tighter on those employees. So it may be to the hospital's policies as to what their employees can and cannot do because those employees at another hospital that I personally was in were in check. They didn't pull a lot of shenanigans, okay, and maybe that's because the hospital did not tolerate it. I'm not sure. But this one, there seemed to be a bit more than, I don't know, I, I would think that anybody should allow. So that was another problem. You know, under these circumstances, uh, it's hard to be able to concentrate on getting well when you have so many other issues going on. And my question is, why would a hospital allow insured harassers to run a scheme or a game like a bullying target against anyone? Do they even know what was going on? Or is it that they have so many people that work at hospitals, they can pull this off without people... Uh, but not recognizing what's going on. 
in my particular case, they wanted me to know they were doing that because they knew I would know all the faces that were there. So to me, that was a serious, serious problem. The thing that was also interesting is that they always, when I would leave the room, then they would actually approach the patient and ask the, the patient to do different things or what was needed. And I guess they thought I was a tiger in the room. They were highly mistaken. The person not to truly mess with was the patient in the bed. <laughs> that patient was the one that taught me to be who I am today. So if they think I'm tough, it's the patient in the bed they should have been concerned with because they weren't going to put up with a lot of stuff. Okay, so just because I was gone, they thought they would be able to manipulate perhaps the patient a bit better, but it didn't work out that way. And that was just kind of amazing, you know, the game that went on with that. Yet the stress that was created by being in there for four days, I mean, it's like, okay, I'm going to try to be patient. I've never been in this hospital. I've never seen the likes of what I'm seeing now. But if you go to the hospital and you're sick and you have sleep deprivation because of the craziness going on in the room, <laughs> what are you doing there? You, you, perhaps you should not be there. Okay, your blood pressure, your insulin, insulin levels, who knows what else would go up with all the drama that they're creating. So I personally decided that my family member didn't need all this craziness. I'm moving to another hospital because I had asked, what is the game plan here? What are we trying to accomplish, right? Didn't get much answers to, to what I needed to know. But what I did know, I just didn't want any disasters happening in this hospital because of sleep deprivation and what that was doing to the patient's body. It was not something that was necessary. So I called another hospital. I said, this hospital says they don't have any more rooms, which is kind of odd because what did I do? You know, if I get a moment, I'm going to look up a lot of information. Most hospitals have at least, uh, if they're, they're usually at 70 to 80% occupancy level. So how in the world would this hospital be at 100%? And if they were at 100%, why weren't they transferring to other hospitals? And considering that they actually have other local hospitals around, why would they keep allowing people in the emergency room if they had no room? And they knew they were going to have to take them, uh, take, uh, have them moved elsewhere. It didn't really make a lot of sense. So I called another hospital, and I'm going to leave their name out of it too at this point. But if I need to go back into this for other reasons, I will. But what I did was I called another hospital. My goodness gracious, I can't believe they were uh, slowing down my recording of this show. <laughs> so that was, I've never seen that one happen before, but ensure to hackers, don't believe, I'm just digressing for just a short second here, don't believe that they cannot hack your phone, your laptop. In fact, even when you come into your house, they can do that. Uh, they can do very devastating things in your home, when, and they just do it because they can come in even if you have a surveillance system, even if you have someone who monitors your surveillance system, does that mean that they have a code that they could just punch in when they come in and the alarm goes off? Maybe they do. I don't know. But what I can tell you is they come in and they leave little hints to let us know that they've been in the house. Sometimes they take things. Sometimes they break things. You just never know what to expect. But what I can tell you 
if regardless of what they do, you make the decision to go on and live your life. You can't stop insured hackers, bullies, right? They've got a lot of power and they've got a lot of influence. But what you can do is expose their behavior because once you do, everyone knows. And then when it happens to someone else, and right now I know there's millions of you that it is happening to so please go out to Estra's, the hashtag Estra's Radio Show and talk about it. Don't be afraid of these people. If you're afraid, they win. If you stand up, we win. So you make the choice. Which one are you going to do? So it's really important to be able to stand up and say, I'm not, I'm not going to be doing this craziness. So, okay, I'm going back to where I was before. Okay, so I made the decision to talk to another hospital. And I said, do you have any beds over there? And he, it was amazing his attitude. It was like, of course we've got beds over here. <laughs> if you want to come, come. But if you're coming, realize that the hospital you're in has to transport you in order for your insurance companies to pay. I'm thinking, what? What kind of game is that? Why would you have to have the other hospital transport you? Okay, so I, I went in because I'm not playing with my family. I want my family here for a long, long time. I said, uh, they said, you need to transport that person over to the hospital. They said, okay, we will. We'll, we'll do. If we can't find another bed, we guarantee you will get uh, an ambulance in here to transport her there. I said, well, thank you. I appreciate that. The next thing I know, they said, oh, no, you guys can go. Because I told them, either she's transported, I'm taking her out of here, excuse me, taking the patient out of here one way or another. I'm not staying. This is detrimental to that person's health. When you think that something is detrimental to a patient's health, leave. Point blank, leave. Right? You might have to fight your insurance company. I was disinformed that they'll pay the bill, which is kind of odd. So are the insurance companies and the hospitals, do they got game we don't know about? One thing about it, I'm going to try to do my best to find out what's going on with that. Why would that be that if you decide to leave a hospital and go to another hospital because you're concerned with the care that that your insurance company wouldn't pay? You would think your insurance company would be happy that you've taken the stance to do something and go to someplace better, and that should be a key to them that they need to watch that hospital, unless, of course, your insurance company is part of the harassers. So that just makes a big difference there. You need to know. I didn't know you really need to know about the hospitals you go to. I mean, I've, I've heard in the past where some hospitals are different than others, but until you actually experience it yourself, you never think about it. You think, okay, I'm sick. This is the closest hospital. I'm going to go there. That's the thing you do. You're sick. You're hurting. You know that they're the experts. You're not. But that's just not how it happens. So to me, that was really strange. So when they came back and said, okay, well, guess what? We're just going to uh, discharge you guys right now. You guys can go. We're going to discharge you. Then it makes you wonder what was really going on. How can you be so sick and then just be discharged? When nothing was mentioned about it until you decided you were getting out of there. It's a really good question to me. And how does this all work? Until we all really know what's going on, it's going to be a problem. So after we're going to go back to this uh, surveillance target in you, even though this is part of uh, to me 
uh, surveillance target. We're going to finish up that part of it. I think we have another couple days trying to put this in the middle of the week, but we'll be okay. And then I'm going to see about investigating this as far as what our rights are in the hospital. What can they do, what they cannot do? Is there a lot of talking behind your back about these things? I think it is, but they won't ever let us know. Uh, There's always something new, and I'll go keep going on. Sorry about that ringing in the back, but glasses tend to always call whenever the show is on, so don't be surprised when you hear the phones ringing. There's several phones in here, so... Uh, I can't always get to all of them. I have to remember to turn them all off before the show starts. Okay. Uh, it's really important, really, to learn what are the laws dealing with hospitals. And you know when the words come in, I always tell you, the worst time to be having to learn about something is actually when you, have, when you need the service. So that's not the time to learn about hospital business. So that's why we're going to take time to learn about how it's done. Now, to the point of do I personally believe that there were no uh, beds in the hospital, I I just don't find it plausible. And the only reason why I don't find it plausible is because of the actual statistics about how filled most hospitals are. And this one does not actually fit the profile of being full in that manner. So... If they were full, uh, that would be amazing to me when most are at 70 to 80%. I think the insurance harassers set this up. I personally believe this was an uh, intimidation tactic uh, by these people. And if it was, I hope that more of you, and you've experienced it, I hope you guys will do the hashtag Estra's radio show. Or you can contact Estra, contact at estrascarrechelp.com. Let me say that again. Contact at estracarrecthelp.com because we really need to stop this. And first of all, far too many of us can hardly get the medical care we need. We hardly need this craziness from my perspective. We need someone who's really going to be interested in taking care of us, doing the right thing, and then kicking us to the curb out of there when it's time for us to leave. So, no, I, I believe that this was a game by the insured harassers. I believe it was done by the people that are involved uh, that work there as employees at the hospital and employees of the insured companies. But I can tell you one thing. Bullying schemes on people in those situations who are in the hospital, from my perspective, is wrong. There's a serious problem with that, and we certainly need to do something about it. So the moral of the story I wanted to get out to you today is choose your hospitals carefully. They're not all the same. They don't all treat you the same. More importantly, if you have a hospital that you're concerned about or wanting to go to, pass by there and see how many, especially if you've been being harassed and intimidated and bullied and they've been following you around in their cars for years, go by that hospital and see how many of their license plates are harassers. So see, that's what I ended up doing like three days in because I couldn't understand some of the behavior. But when I saw all of their cars there, then I knew that there was a problem. Yet, let me add another note too. If you live in a community where uh, it's low income, I also take a look at. I I don't live right. I don't live in that, but I've seen it because I 
always, whenever I see the insured harasses cars, that's whether they're all playing together on their days off or whether they've gone out to eat and I see them in the parking lot. I mean, it's just a list of things in which I just, I'm constantly observing uh, their behavior because of their impact of bullying, harassment, intimidation. And believe me, this is why we need insured civil rights legislation. They're not going to stop. We're not, they're not going to stop until we expose what they do, how they hurt people, and why they're hurting people. Are they hurting people because they don't want to pay out insurance, insurance money to people they should? I do believe that. I believe them being exposed for not paying out benefits or settlements to insured is the key. I don't know when America became so greedy that they didn't want to do the right thing. I don't believe it just started with the Trump administration. I think the Trump administration is actually, first of all, I think uh, the president, I'll call him the president today, is beginning to learn some things. What will he do in the next year when he's got an, an idea of how to make things better for America? If he does, it'll be interesting to see. Or whether he'll just be interested in the wealth in which he can uh, acquire once he's out of the presidency because of what he's perhaps set up while he's here. I don't know. But what I can tell you is that insurance civil rights legislation should be in place to, to protect people involved in collision. Because if we don't stand up to protect ourselves, it won't happen. They'll continue to hurt us in any way they can, and that's including while you or somebody you love is in the hospital. We don't want that. We want something we can believe in. In America, we've never had to deal with such issues. And I cannot remember in my grandparents' generation, any of them talking about having to go to a hospital and worry about these issues. And I don't see why we should have to do that today. So choose your hospital carefully. I personally have learned from this experience that all are not the same. And I hope you'll take that information and do something with it before you actually have to go to the hospital or someone else you care does. Because one thing I do believe, I wish I could remember who said that, but there is, I was watching the show, it was on Proud Mary, what's the name of the movie, and she said, be ready, don't have to get ready, always be ready, and then you'll be able to do what you need to do. And in this particular case, I think that was really important. And I'm glad that at least I had an, an, a hospital that I trusted to be able to call and find out the truth. So be sure to do that. Make sure that you communicated with uh, someone that you trust where you can get some um, honest answers that you feel all right. Today's show is definitely a short one. I hope you've learned something. I hope you can also stay out of the hospital <laughs> and definitely stay away from those where insured harassers, insured hackers, bullies, that's, by the way, I forgot to tell you, while I was in the hospital, my cell phone was jammed. Was it jammed by the insurer harasser next door? I don't know. But what I do know is when they left, my phone was no longer jammed, so I could get out with it. So there's sometimes a lot of craziness that goes on that we don't understand, but one of the things about it is if you just continue to focus on yourself, focus on your family, Focus on what you want to accomplish. And then when they get in the way, let them know. Because you don't, you don't need that extra drama. Take care of yourself. Continue to get well. And uh, stay away from bad drivers. It seems like in Washington State, this last week all I've been seeing on the television is that uh, more people have been killed by 
people who've uh, been drinking or drugging or something and have killed people. <clears throat> I would actually extend the question even further as to, yes, perhaps those people have done those bad things, but I'd also ask you, is it because of their current, our current society right now where people are not being able to afford to live, they don't have places to live, to, to, live, to eat, protect their families, maybe jobs are going on. Why are so many people so stressed out? Why don't we ask that question? Maybe we'll get some resolutions to why so many people are being um, getting into car accidents. So I'm not definitely blaming them or giving them a way out. But what I'm saying is, in my opinion, the picture is much bigger than it appears to be, at least from the, the tidbits that we continue to get about people injured or using drugs. Why are they? It seems to me that more people would prefer just to have a life of, of living, enjoying their families and their times being able to go on vacation. Maybe these people can't even afford to go on vacation, right? Maybe they've been struggling for so long they've, they've lost hope. Don't lose hope, though. Just keep fighting. Stand up. Don't give up. Support insurance civil rights legislation. Or come on, talk to me about you with Esther and tell your story. I need you. I need you to be able to say what's going on in your life and not to be afraid of what these people will or will not do. Remember, even though this behavior happened in the hospital, it's not about them. That's why I wanted to move. It's about you and your family and what's important. Let them continue the craziness they want to do, but let them do it to somebody else or with, them, with each other like they often hit each other in collisions. You just stay focused on what you want to accomplish. That's the most important thing. So come back tomorrow. We'll start on surveillance targets. It is you, and we'll go on. Thanks for joining me today, and I'll see you tomorrow.